0: Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM.
1: Hello and welcome to Organize Anything. My name is Laura and today I'm talking with Colette Robichaud, professional organizer and coach, about a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts, volunteering. How are you doing today, Colette?
0: I'm great. And as you said, it is a, a topic that's near and dear to us, volunteering, because we know... That volunteering is good for our community, but it's good for us as well. And I I think uh, a lot of people are afraid to dip their toe in that water but uh, to get out and volunteer. But I know we had a conversation earlier that you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of resources are being taken away from a lot of our nonprofits yeah, which, and charitable organizations so you know it, it would be great for for our listeners to think about stepping up a little absolutely. bit.
1: Absolutely because there's so many ways to give back to the community that mm-hmm. aren't monetary. Yeah. Um, and I think people forget that sometimes they go oh well I'll write a check that will solve the problem yeah. but you know we have you have so many great nonprofits who are out there who fight in the good fight and they need skilled people or just laborers like there's you know there's no yeah. there's no shame in anything uh, when you're just helping out, right?
0: Absolutely, and and a lot of people aren't aware of, you know, what their talents are that they, they could provide, and, you know, I see people in my coaching life at different points in their career, and they're thinking about things and they're looking for fulfillment, and you know, sometimes it's the kids that have gone out the door, sometimes it's going into retirement, and even families talking about, well, why are the kids doing that, or why do they feel this sense of entitlement? Volunteering really has a lot of life lessons for whatever point in our our career that we are absolutely
1: i um my family when i was a small child uh was very big about volunteering and giving back we realized that we were privileged in a lot of ways and that we had things that others didn't and so i was raised so that uh, at christmas time we did the soup kitchen Mm -hmm. we we, as a family would go and uh, volunteer a soup kitchen at christmas which, you know, when you're seven years old really makes you appreciate mm-hmm. the gifts that you get uh, later in the day. And I think that the, that's just a, one example of yeah. how you can inter- bring it in.
0: And that's the reality of seeing it firsthand. I think today, because we're so bombarded with media, the sound bites of what's going on in the world don't hit home mm. like they did when I was a kid watching two or three channels and that commercial came on. And I thought, oh, those poor little kids or yeah. oh, what's happening? it would penetrate. But today, you know, we hear about so many disasters. We hear about situations in our own city, um, and, and it can just wash over us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we hear, but a lot of times, you know, we are hearing about these disasters and things happening elsewhere, and there is a lot of need in our own backyard, and that's where that hands-on volunteering and going out can really help help yeah. those organizations
1: yeah, and on the on the kind of ironic flip side, volunteering can also be a little selfish And that if you're looking to build up a specific skill or you're looking to, uh, you know, increase your experience in another area by volunteering, you can uh, definitely get back that way.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that's, so if we talk about people at different stages in their life, I mean, uh, from a career standpoint, if you, you know, I have clients that say, well, I'm not using all my skills right now. I've made the switch. It's a good job. You know, um, I still have, you know, some creative talents or this sort of talents I could, you know, maybe volunteer or I want to get some of those skills. So, you know, where could I volunteer mm-hmm. and and do that? So, the, you know, the key thing there is you don't want to be in and out, you know, you you know, sometimes there are projects like that, but you want to be careful that when you, you know, you that you're serving that organization well, yeah. also that they can expect you to commit To what you said you were doing. And I know for me, um, when I interview people that have a lot of volunteer experience on their resume, I want to know if it's a reality that Mm -hmm. they're not just sort of dabbling in to get it on the resume. But I also know that when I volunteer with people, I know if they're showing up and volunteering and doing a good job and they're not getting paid, that whatever their career is, when I buy their product or their service, or shop at their store, whatever, that they're going to show up as well. So if they Absolutely. know how to do it. And that, that's something that, that people forget and maybe businesses forget. Yeah. But also if you look at the, the numbers today, we are more likely to, you know, 60 Seven percent or something want to know that the business they're doing business with is a corporately responsible, Mm. you know, socially responsible company. So you know, outside of just the fact that it does good and it's good to do good, Mm -hmm. that if you are in business or thinking about you know um, your uh, reputation, Mm -hmm. your career, that it you know it it has some marketing ability
1: as well. If we want to just even be a little blunt about it, yeah, Yeah. I know that I. I worked – when I was younger, I worked for an international coffee chain that really prides itself on its ability to give back. And we, as employees, we were expected.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, It it was part of our job requirements that we would find a way to give back Mm -hmm. to the community beyond just what we did in the store. And that resonated with me even at the time and especially now uh, quite some time later saying, you know what, I like that idea of being – Culturally and socially responsible yeah. and,
0: and there were some real leaders in that field and there are companies that, you know, give a day off to go and volunteer mm-hmm. and why not? I mean it just make makes sense and again sometimes it's just people dipping their toe in a little bit. Yeah. And even if they're just taking a day off, I know there's lots of um, you know the the banks and different companies that have programs to get their employees involved and maybe they have cash donations that they make in that behalf but they've realized that the money alone isn't enough that they're really missing out on that employee engagement and getting you out there. And one of the things you know, the question is, where do I start a lot of times to volunteer? You know, you can look at, you know, what are your talents? What do you like to do? And, you know, sort of look at it in, in some different ways.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, you know, it can be a little overwhelming. You're Like, well, I want to give back, but where do I start? Mm. So, you know, what, what are some tips for somebody who says, okay, this is something I want to do, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure where I should even start looking.
0: Yeah. And, and one, uh, one way is you can Go and give your talents before for when you're thinking about looking, you can give your talents in what you do now or you can go out and maybe get some things out of mm-hmm. something else. I always look at People like accountants serve on boards all the time, and of course, they're the treasurer, and they do the same thing over again. But you know, maybe they've had spent their whole career in that. Maybe they want to be on the event committee and Mm -hmm. try something creative. So, as a a life coach, often we're having those conversations. So, do you want to be tried and true? Is that where you want to be, or do you want to stretch yourself and go in something else? So, you know, ask your friends where they're volunteering. Uh, Oftentimes, there, you know, uh, are you can search online, and there may be separate agencies in your city, province, state, that um, support and have postings. And and just look around a little bit. There are so many people that need help. And so you need to do, again, think about what does that look like? You know, I know when I'm asked to be on a board or or take on a position, I really kind of want to know the job description, Mm -hmm. like, this is what you'll be responsible for doing. But I also want an approximation of the time, because sometimes that's not included. So I want to know if it's 10 hours a month or two hours a week or and if that's required to do it at the same time or could I do all 10 hours at once or whatever so you want to be very explicit of what that looks like Often the energy for that organization to get you engaged and up and running and train you really takes out of their margins of where they could be doing direct service to someone. Mm -hmm. So don't waste their time. So we're going to start with research. So you know, so you know, have you researched? You know, in the past, yeah. So
1: I I love to volunteer. I've I've grown up giving back, and it's something that's really important to me. And so what I do then is if I, you know, if I have some time in my schedule, because like you said, it's important when we're busy people. to not overextend ourselves, I kind of start with, okay, well, what, what am I passionate about right mm. now? And that's where I usually start. So my things that I'm, I'm really into are at-risk youth, um, LGBTQ rights, mm-hmm. and uh, often combining the two. And so that's what led me to kind of one of my main gigs, I guess, <laughs> volunteer gigs, is, uh, as I work with at-risk youth in um, mm-hmm. at a drop-in center sometimes, mm-hmm. because that's something that I, can, I don't have to be there every week. They understand my flexible skills. Schedule and it's it's really rewarding to be able to work with kids and that's yes. and so that's and that's how I followed it. But I know that there's somebody else I work with who is an employee of the bigger organization and they were to, uh, they needed they needed some volunteer hours for a school project and then they ended up <coughs> finding their way there. So there's always different ways into it. Yeah, there's lots
0: of paths to get into that. And, you know, talking to friends, like, I'm sure everyone knows that serial volunteer and having some conversations with them and knowing what, you know, what is rewarding and and how to to get there. So, you know, sometimes it's thinking back to, you know, what did I love to do as a kid? You know, what's going on? Sometimes it's timeliness of what's happening in my community. Sometimes, you know, you're a snowbird, so you're going south and you can only work a certain time of the year or... Or,
1: oh. or, you know, for another example, uh, or you want to get into a cool event, but maybe you can't afford to go, so mm. you volunteer. Uh, we have, a, here in Halifax, we have a big science fiction convention that mm-hmm. brings in actors, and I'm mm-hmm. a huge nerd, and I love it. So mm-hmm. I volunteer, so I get that kind of fun all access. Absolutely. Um, and, and I don't have to pay for it.
0: And I know lots of people that volunteer at jazz yeah. festivals and, you know, just... Major
1: sporting events. Sporting events and
0: things like that, you know, and over the years that they, they really enjoy that. That they put it on their calendar and they... Yeah, you look they re- forward to it. Yeah. It's and,
1: fun. <laughs>
0: right. And it becomes a very social uh, sort of atmosphere. And there are large groups of people that maybe they only, you know, volunteer for certain sporting things. Yeah. And people, uh, you know, really have their friends that move along, along with them. And, you know, it's... Uh, we Those are the some of the bigger ones, but even something that could be geography might work. It's There's a daycare around mm-hmm. the corner, you yeah. know, or um, a nursing, home, a nursing or... home, and maybe you can't get out of your home. So there are programs where you use your phone to check in oh, on people that don't get out of their homes mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, with technology today, maybe you're Skyping with some people, you know, yeah. maybe you're, um, you know, helping. Uh, seniors set up technology and use technology so they can see their grandson or their granddaughter Mm -hmm. or things like that. So there are so many things that we can think about in different ways and maybe you've always been a history buff and there's a local history association, you know, uh, with things or I know some people that worked in business their whole life and now they're part of a group of guys that just do handyman stuff and get together and help some people and, you know, it's a good reason to have a beer afterwards and, you know, volunteering can be a good reason to be Social at the time, and then lead into you know sort of some of that social activity that happens afterwards as well.
1: And then the social aspect is definitely one of the reasons I keep coming back. Some some of my best friends I've met uh, just through happenstance, doing volunteer gigs or things that uh, you know we we all knew we weren't going to get paid for, but it needed to be done. And I think that there's uh, one thing that people sometimes get stuck on is the is is the idea of the event. So I love that idea of you know what maybe just being somebody's Skype buddy Uh, and like you don't have to give back as people oh Habitat for humanity or which is great it's a fantastic organization but you think of it as an event and I I love that idea of finding ways to give back that are smaller yeah and 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 more intimate they're
0: they're out there and I I mean there's so many things I've done over the years something that just popped to mind that I hadn't thought about I was volunteering with some new Canadians that Mm -hmm. were trying to Uh, sort of assimilate into the culture so I did have a little working knowledge of Spanish and that was great but you know something as simple as you know talking about how to you know wardrobe appropriateness of getting the baby ready to get on the bus when you know they've never been anywhere where at this temperature before Mm -hmm. or you know when I was telling them how to at that time look on the TV to see what the temperature was and things like that so a lot of the little nuance of things sometimes people just need someone you know to call on on, you know, so it can mm-hmm. be a, a formal structure of volunteering and sometimes these relationships are set up formally and sometimes they they go less formally that you can just help and continue and you know when it comes to in my mind kids and and resources and starting people off on the right foot, we know that if we're giving some extra time and making that happen from the beginning, that we're saving our community and that person a lot later on in life. So, you know, I volunteer for a variety of causes, but, you know, that early intervention, you know, the the things that we can do, we've got lots of us, you know, complaining about those kids today (laughs) and why are they doing those things or why not. But often if we had more intervention in the future and a little more care. And a lot of that caring just looks like one person that had some extra extra time to give them in a way that was um, non-judgmental. It could work. So we're going to talk about some more ways to give back just after the break. Fantastic. You're listening to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud. We'll be right back on 105.9 Seaside FM. This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM.
1: Welcome back to Organize Anything. Before the break, we were talking about some of the less formal ways you can volunteer. And uh, I think we're going to keep going with that. I love the idea of informal volunteering.
0: Yeah, I think people forget about that. It's great um, as families. I think, again, we were talking about... Um, leading by example with our children. And recently I, I read an article talking about senior orphans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just getting to that age now where a lot of people are don't have children as much as they used to, and maybe they don't have siblings and people around. So we're getting more and more seniors that don't have the support of a family. Many of us are living in communities that have aging populations, and not all of these are served by Organizations, Maybe they, you know, they're not going to put up their hand for things. But if these people are living in our community, sometimes informally, we can just, you know, think of little things that we could do, you know. If they're our neighbor, we could, you know, just say, do you mind if sometimes I have time to just mow your lawn or something yeah. like that or, like you know. It's send one
1: of the kids over to do the driveway. Yeah, the, the
0: shoveling if you're in a snow, snow area, things like yeah. that, little things. And again, if we're leading by example, other people in the neighborhood or, you know, maybe the chipping in to say with your other neighbor, you know, can you check on this person here or there? Because, you know, a lot of times people aren't putting their hands up. So as many organizations that are out there with detailed job descriptions for mm-hmm. the volunteer and things that they need at certain times for events or things like that, there's lots of other people that uh, um, informally we can just give back by, you know, maybe you've cooked a soup and you want to take something over and some things yeah. like that. And, you know, just make sure you're, you're not assumptively mowing someone's lawn yeah. Or doing things that people don't want because, you know, people, some people are very uh, secure in what they can do or not. So make sure you're asking, would you mind? You know, would you like this or something like that? And I think that, that, philosophy or that way of thinking can take a lot to raise the bar on giving in our yeah. community. So we have our, our places to search out and find all those ways of giving back, but we have other ways that we can just do that informally, and that really can be brought up through our family situations as well.
1: Yeah, that, that, I think you nailed it on the head, the idea of community community and neighbor I mean
0: neighbor really has changed over the years as well you know we're we're much more transient we may Mm -hmm. not know who our neighbors are we may not notice and things like that and I know I'm a busy gal running in and out of my driveway I don't always notice what's going on and I know in the past other neighbors are letting me know about things that I just I wouldn't know about with maybe some of the senior members in in my neighborhood so you know we are, are living a very fast and busy life so if we are thinking about giving back how does that fit So if if it does fit in more by, you know, instead of the leftovers going in the garbage, that we could offer someone a meal every once Mm -hmm. in a while and just say to them, hey, you know, often, you know, my family's on the run, and
1: you know, I have an extra meal. Would you like that? That could be a way to go. And that's a simple way, too, to kind of keep from getting overextended, because I know that sometimes the the, the appeal is there's like, oh, well, I have time. I want to give as much as I can. And then you get caught in that endless feedback loop of, oh, no, now I'm stuck between work and this volunteer gig That I have to do? And you never want to get to the place where you feel like you have to do something. Yeah, and
0: if if you volunteer with an organization, let them know up front if something's changing. But that's why you need to do your research of what it looks Mm -hmm. like, be up front, what's the commitment, and look ahead of what your schedule is. We know, you know, life happens and things get in the way. But if you're accepting some sort of project or task or duty that is individual to you and is very instrumental in fulfilling this process at a certain deadline, you better make sure that you're in a position to do that. And that's where I see probably perhaps on the younger end of the spectrum that people are very optimistic and come from a good place in their heart, but know that for an organization that can be very disappointing to have things happen. And on the other end of the spectrum, when I'm talking to some people that are maybe retired and talking about giving back, they're like, well, I don't know what my health is like or this or that as well. But know that in the choosing. And maybe if you were one of six people greeting or doing things Mm -hmm. that, you know, if your arthritis is acting up that day, that's okay. Yeah. Or maybe you can sit down and do what your duty is. So know what you know, know already what a challenge might be for you and be very upfront with the organization but know that you're maybe part of a group and you know there are lots of groups now whether it's Rotary or or different giving groups Mm -hmm. popping up and uh, for me I'm a founding member of 100 Women Who Care which is a giving group that's happening all over the world now and we bring women together to give back to our community by um, meeting four times a year we have presentations from three different charities that are nominated by members we write a check for $100 that e- evening to the charity that receives the most votes and that that um, uh, charity goes home that night with you know way over ten thousand dollars so you're part of a giving group by writing a check and a lot of times what comes out of that too is you're getting to sample these other charities mm. and hear about them and then these people get board members they get other um, fulfillment of their other wish lists and things like that so these giving groups are really Popping yeah. up a lot, a lot of people are. Idea, yeah. yeah,
1: because you know when you're busy and you want to give back, but in, and if you're fortunate enough to have a little bit of disposable income that you can just put towards that to be able to say, you know, what? I can't commit for the for a lot of hours, but I love the idea of getting to meet the the organizations in your own backyard that yeah. are making a difference and say okay, meeting ones that maybe you've never heard of. And, and we know that people
0: are healthier and happier when they're part of a group and they are giving back, that you will actually heal better from whatever your illness is. You know what I mean? We know that socially networking people live longer when their sphere mm-hmm. of influence is broader. So the same way as you're working on your health in certain ways, you might consider volunteering another part of your health regimen as well. So to add that into the mix. But but these giving groups are popping up in a whole bunch of different ways and you can Find them to support all kinds of different areas, and they're, they're very innovative in, in communities and in cities, and it's really adding a lot more flavor. And then again, think about starting your own group. If you're, you know, yeah. you may have three of your your best buddies, and you might think, hey, you know, we love to knit together. Could we have a portion of that? Could we sell something that we do as our hobby or our craft and and, and yeah. have a donation and have our charity of choice, you know, for that year or for a period of time? Yeah. And so you're spending time with your buddies. You're also making that something to give back. And that, you know, the sky is just the limit on something like that. Yeah,
1: I, I'm always reminded of the story of that, that older, I believe it's an older gentleman who knits sweaters for penguins who've been in uh, it's such a a niche thing. That is a niche. It's such a niche thing. Because <laughs> I didn't
0: know they needed, the penguins needed sweaters.
1: <laughs> it's for penguins who've been affected by oil, oil spills and other okay. little birds. And yeah. he just decided, I, he's been doing it for like 20 years. I just mm-hmm. saw the story on the internet and it, it was one of those heartwarming stories. Where you're like, that's awesome. That's just for him, he's just doing it for him and the birds. So cool and like yeah. So there's and there's the- a
0: niche. It's it's nature and yeah. then bringing in maybe a hobby. And a lot of times that can work. And you know there are so many different areas. Where's your passion? Yeah. Is it animals? Is it you know early intervention for yeah. children? Is it a, a certain community that you feel that's underrepresented? You know this is so important to our communities. You know the economies worldwide. You know have yeah. been struggling for years. And why not make it a a richer community that you live in, not only with the funds going into programs, but by the nature of the people involved. If you have if uh, have bred within your family, uh, you know, sort of that idea of giving back and that goes on to their friends and, you know, you're bringing your friends in the more people we can bring in the more we're going to make it a a better place in the world when we lead with, with that giving back. And, you know, a lot of people today, they're talking in their families, like my kids feel so entitled, you know? So how do we work against that? Well, a lesson by saying don't be entitled doesn't, doesn't work. So somehow by getting people involved in action and experiential Mm -hmm. sort of giving back. So, you know, one of the other areas too, is sort of the, um, you know the the voluntourism so yes. so that's an up and coming thing that's really been on trend the last little while and there are usually some costs associated with that but but you know that's really picking up
1: <coughs> excuse me, I, I actually have a dear friend who's in Australia right now doing that mm-hmm. um, on a work visa but part of the deal is is that for every city that he lives in, I guess he's there for three months at a time, he has, he has to work but he also has to volunteer with an organization and
0: is working. there a minimum amount
1: of hour required Yeah, that? he has to do 20 hours every two weeks so yeah. 10 hours a week um, and they just do it by paycheck almost so it's he works he gets paid for 30 mm-hmm. hours a week and he has to do 10 hours of volunteer a week and it's through the program that he went through I, I the name escapes me at the time, at the moment. But it's uh, it was really cool when he said, this is what I'm going to go do. And, and, and we... Yes, and there's more and more
0: of those programs all the time. And, you know, whether you're getting out of high school and you're thinking, I don't quite know what to do. What an opportunity. I know my mm-hmm. self-travel is my passion, so it sounds fantastic to me. Often, I just know when I've been in other countries before talking to people that were there volunteering, these companies these countries want a certain amount of commitment as well. so you want to make sure you're realistic about what what that mm-hmm. is and you know know ahead of time yeah. what that's going to look like if it's your first time away and traveling in some of these countries that typically aren't just like us you you know again you need to do your research but you know how fabulous is that that you can be giving back and having an opportunity to see the rest of the world as well
1: absolutely and yeah, uh, he's in Australia. He's working in animal shelters in every yeah. city, and so he's, you know, lots of jokes about dingoes and all mm-hmm. that. And it makes for some great life experience stories too, for so sure. And meeting, why not,
0: yeah, and meeting a lot of lots of people with like minds, and maybe he'll bring back some new skills that he can yeah. put into some of our local charitable organizations Absolutely. as well. And those programs vary from longer term, and sometimes you know, if we look at some of the programs, you're traveling somewhere and you may be working on a project, mm-hmm. you know, for a week or two as well. So know what your capacity yeah. is also know that when you're going to some of those, you, you need to maybe do a little homework ahead of time yes. for some shots and some, yeah. some things like that and your tolerance to heat. And you may think that you can work outside and, you know, be hammering away for eight hours. But, you know, for us, yeah. as uh, in some of the colder climes, we're not so good <laughs> when we're a little closer to the yeah, equator, equator. <laughs> working physically. So some of the things that we need to know.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that it's so important to uh, that, I've, uh, apparently, uh, here in here in Canada, uh, it's becoming a. Um, it's in becoming a requirement to do volunteer work in order to graduate high school. Yes, which I we were talking about kids feeling entitled and mm-hmm. that idea of in order to graduate they have to do a certain amount of volunteer hours. It used to be, um, at least where we are, it used to be um, you just got it uh, and they were kind of bonus points and you would get like a, mm-hmm. a prize at the end of the school year. But now I've been told that it's yes, yeah, and so you you get these this dearth of uh, sixteen to eighteen year olds who are like I want to I want to give back and I, it kind of makes me think to uh, not just beyond beyond the 16 to 18 year olds but the adults too approaching an organization and saying hey I want to I want to volunteer with you how do how do we do that mm-hmm. And kind of making that ask, which can be a little scary sometimes. It can be, but again, you know, I
0: I was saying, like, ask a risky question. Mm -hmm. They might not have a volunteer position like that, but you might say, I would like to do this for you. I have this amount of time. Do you need that? And if they say no, that's great, because sometimes the fact that you might want to do that Mm -hmm. just takes extra time for someone else to look at it. But, you know, know overall that you know, it is about balance in your life. And, you know, for most of us to have that sort of balance of, you know, uh, work and leisure and giving back, it really is fulfilling. So whether, you know, it's at a young age, or at the other end of our life, you know, if you recently retired, I really encourage you for so many reasons to be reaching out. You know, we know that it's important to learn new things. So, you know, sometimes we get into a rut, and we're sitting back, and we're, we are enjoying our life, and we think it's, great but to reach out a little bit and learn a new skill and meet some new people outside of our circle it really is a win-win for for us as individuals but it's just a win-win for our community as well so so take a chance uh, reach out do a little looking around talk to a bunch of people do your research know that it's a good fit for you but but give back and you know this is a is a great way for you to have a, a very rich and fulfilling life
1: Excellent. Thanks so much for talking to me about volunteering today, Colin. I'm, you know, I'm always passionate about it, and I'm glad to hear somebody else who's excited about it as well. If we want to learn more about organize anything and the work that you do, where can we find you? You can visit the website organizeanything.com, and we
0: have a blog. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, and we've got lots of tips about getting organized to doing do all kinds of things, including volunteering. So we would uh, love it if you can just connect with us. Fantastic. Thanks so much. You're welcome.